0: Yes, it's episode 6 of that Division B podcast with me, Ben George L, and him, Brandon Morse. We enter an unknown territory as we finish the preseason with a week in between this and the main season. What will happen? What will we talk about? What was it like on Hard Knocks? Find out right after this sound. Hello, we're back. One more episode before we go into our bye week, but... We'll, we'll let you know. There could be a little surprise next week. We could be mimicking a very well-known podcast, other than ourselves. Um, but I'm with my co-host again, online through Facetime. Brandon, how are you? Hi Ben. I'm good, thank
1: you. Very you, well. You must be very happy. You're up in your new Matt Jones jersey. I am. Look at this. It is. It's the third kit. Uh, it was half price from a hundred pound down to fifty, and I've got mac Joe, well just jones jones 10 on the back so i'm hoping this is going to give us some good luck going into the season but yeah it's a very nice garment it didn't, very nice it,
0: it hasn't been seen
1: yet has it i think we
0: we've we said this didn't you when you ordered it we we didn't actually see it last year no i think it was a i
1: think it was an old like like the same style was like i don't know like five ten yeah. years ago whatever but yeah i don't know i'm not sure if i haven't really seen this one before either but yeah it's Not nice. Too bad. And that's
0: the main thing. it's a Mackie Jones shirt which for you is huge.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very huge. And I've actually just <laughs> noticed. I've probably seen this in the last last week, but you've actually got an Arizona Cardinals flag sitting there. I do. I've I haven't got anything really. And there I haven't was I've got a
0: ball. There was my London 2019 flag here. Oh really? But the white tack didn't hold it for long enough.
1: That's a shame.
0: Sadly I can't shame. put anything on the walls because it's student housing, isn't it? So <laughs> Cheers, landlords. Ruining our fun. <laughs> anyway, enough of landlords. <laughs> Pre-season. It's done. We're finished. Oh, it's gone. It's dusted. It's God. under the rug. It's under the carpet. There's going to be no more boring football touchwood in
1: 2021. It's... Yeah, the first game was... The first batch of games were good because you saw the rookies. But ever since then, it's just... It's a proper snooze fest. It was, it was very poor. It's
0: weird... Because it goes from a snooze fest from the last twenty four hours into a slug fest of people getting cut. Yeah. Like the next, yeah, the next week is people who we don't know, who they don't know, are going, and they won't be yeah. returning to their facilities. And that's the joy that we have this week, isn't it?
1: Mm, it's harsh reality as well. Yeah. Hopefully, we don't get cut by ourselves. But. <laughs> but like, <laughs>
0: but yeah. I mean, you know there's always there's always a, a surprise or an upset in a cutting. Mm. you never know what's going to happen is Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero's time of the year where they're rubbing hands together with Glee and then right up until week eight where transfer um, trade deadlines are finished you know we're in we're in we're in football season now I'd say yeah like actual football season
1: yeah I think so as well uh talking of cuttings if we look at the preseason slate this weekend, one person that isn't going to be cut is Trevor Lawrence. That's very true. He threw two touchdowns against the the, the favorite of these these preseason podcasts, the Dallas Cowboys. And Dallas Cowboys, they've lost their fourth preseason game. No, Dak Zico, never Dak started either. Again, no Dak. Yeah, like you say, Dak never started again. So he's going to go. I mean, that was the concern you had last week about. Dak Prescott not starting like he's going to go into that Tampa Bay game on the what is it the 12th of September mm. 13th September and he wouldn't have been he wouldn't have played a snap in nine ten months it's very risky well,
0: Mike, Mike McCarthy did confirm didn't he in hard knocks he said Dak's not going to play a preseason snap I just don't get that I don't get it I mean I get you want to keep him safe but the guy's come off one of the worst injuries ever seen in the game yeah and you're not giving him a snap to get confidence. I don't know what's behind that. I don't know if there's something psychological that Dak hasn't come mm. out with, but it didn't seem like he's psychologically wounded. But no. How's off to Trevor? He's he's set up well. He's set up the he's Jags great, are looking good. He? They have a great backfield yeah. in their two running backs. Obviously Etienne's gone now, but we'll come on to their new starting running back or their starting running back from last year later on anyway. Mm. We will indeed. Um, but yeah, I mean. There's not really much to talk about this this week,
1: is there? Like, I, scores... I had a few other things. Oh
0: right, fair play. I'm amazed you actually got them. I was
1: bored. <laughs> yeah, I just I just look through like I look I look through the schedule, see see what the scores were, see if there's any talking points. Uh, the same thing with Dak is basically well not the same thing with Dak, but similar thing. Uh, ben Roethlisberger mm. he also didn't play a snap of pre-season, and they lost thirty four nine. And again the same same thing with um Dak, he's going to go into the season, not playing anything, coming off an injury or not injury, but he's very injury prone. Um Jets finished on two, zero and one. Um I think I think they've got something going there. I know it's only pre season, like we've said plenty of times in this podcast. But I think the Jets may have may have something going there. Especially with Zach Wilson, because he's been a lot of people I've heard or journalists have said that he's really, really shone and arguably has been the best rookie so far in these in these three preseason weeks and the last thing is um the packers didn't win a game in mm. preseason at all um jordan love their future qb one played in two games and never got a win um he had one i don't know snap i don't know what I've just put one against the texans <laughs> i don't know what i put there <laughs> or what i meant um but yeah it's bang average bang average preseason uh, if people saw our Instagram, I did put on here. So a few, a few, a few little more stats. Um, the Patriots, Colts, Chiefs, Bills, Ravens, Broncos, and Browns all went three and zero. They never lost. But the Giants, Lions, Vikings, Packers, Rams, Falcons all went zero and three. With the Cowboys going zero and four. So yes, you can you can take what you will out of them three or four preseason games, but. I'm glad I don't have to speak about that anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is done. And we look forward to what? I don't actually know what the first game is. I think it's, oh, it's the Bucks against Cowboys. There's the night yeah. football. It is. So what? That's almost... fourteen so, 16 days away. Yeah, it's next... As listeners it's are listening, week, it's is it? it is next week. 15 days away. Next week. Yeah. Next week? No. There's not a week off, week, isn't the there? Week off.
1: Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 15... This weekend's off. Next Thursday, it starts. Oh, shit. So... 14 10 days. 10... 8... Oh,
0: no, 8 no. days. 8 days as the listeners are listening. We can't put we fumbled last... Like, we fumbled was yeah, last yeah, yeah. week.
1: Eight, <laughs> yeah. 8 days as the listeners are listening. Yes, correct. It's <laughs> okay, gracious. We fumbled Quite last nice week. Listen. We
0: can't have we recovered and dropped it again as a title <laughs> this week. <laughs> Right, we've intercepted. We've got an interception this week. <laughs> He's returned for a pick six. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, so that that's the thing. There aren't really many takeaways from the big players, are there? You didn't. Nothing was against the grain. No, it was uh, all pretty, all
1: pretty bang average.
0: There's not really any more to add.
1: No, <laughs> not at all. At least we're getting into something more interesting now uh would you agree <laughs> yeah i thought you were just talking to me normally saying at least we're getting something good. i was like yeah i know i know but um yes this is this is definitely more interesting
0: we are back with our last possibly no definitely it's our last regular season
1: nfl greatest oh look at him go god there's all the seasons going on he got pre we got a regular season in the pre-season we've got a pre, we got a postseason in a No season. I don't know. (laughs) But we are in our last week
0: of regular season NFL greatest. This week, I have the pleasure of taking the lead with NFL greatest cleats. Now, they do make some good ones. They do make some nice cleats. Now, obviously, there is a rule within the NFL guidebook saying that cleats have to be of uniform color to each team. They're a very, very rare rarely players who wear non uh, colour orientated cleats. Apart I from that. there is one one week one game week a year where the players can do whatever they want with their cleats and that is known as my cause my cleats and it's actually a very 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 positive um, action by the NFL committee and the nfl players essentially what happens is the athletes choose a cause it can be anything so kyler murray last year um obviously he's part of phase clan so he did a phase clan with Call of duty mixed cleats um which looked quite cool not amazing um and then other players like tom brady he does the tb12 foundation uh which supports a lot of people within poverty environments and getting them into football and getting them education and stuff so it is very very positive it has a lot of impact on the communities around the teams and it's a talking point for us. So
1: hmm. no complaints at all. Do you know what week it is? Because on that I saw that um it was on the NFL top 100 and uh, Alvin Kamara on Christmas he was wearing red and green. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it's if it's So I Christmas I think I think, allowed.
0: I think some players are allowed it but what happens is they have to like basically submit a form to say i want to wear cleats another week with that aren't uniform orientated wow yeah I, I, do, I don't know what happens it is a bit rogue it is a bit weird but it is what it is yeah um the first one though is odell beckham jr obj
1: mm-hmm.
0: who actually has his own line of cleats so nike <laughs> he's he's it's, it's like it's like jordan's he has his own cleats for nfl that yep. actually no one else wears only obj wears the obj cleats apart from oh, wow. there was one rookie this year who didn't have his cleats So obj gave him his cleats because he was the exact same size shoe and he wore them and he scored a touchback um he scored a return off a punt so
1: oh, there I you think, go i think he had it planned oh sorry <laughs> yeah. i forgot my cleats this week odell can i borrow some of your cool <laughs> ones so obj uh has his own
0: brand so he automatically does get a mention for that in my little NFL greatest. Um, He brings out festive specials. So like with Kamara, he had a Christmas pair. He's had a Halloween pair. He's Mm. had an, um, he had a new year pair one time. He had a Thanksgiving pair. He's done a lot. I mean, he can, he has the reins too, and he clearly has the money to pay for these extra cleats that Roger Goodell takes in. Um, (laughs) but I'm not going with the festive ones. Um, Brandon, I've sent them over to you so we can have a nice little conversation about them at the same time. Uh, So, Odell Beckham has confessed. He kind of has a little love love obsession for a villain within the DC world. And that is the Joker. He has a tattoo of the Joker. He has posters of the Joker around his house. He loves the Dark Knight films. Not because of the Batman. Because of the Joker. So, what did he decide to do? He decided to make Joker cleats. (laughs) And I can't lie. They're pretty horrifying. But...
1: They are terrifying.
0: One thing that I do quite like is the eyes on his right cleat are his number thirteen. Come that's, on, right?
1: Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> He's the oh, eyes Matt. on the cleat are oh, thirteen. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> I do like as well where it has his obj. It's got this. It's got the Joker smile as well. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, but they are. I don't really know if I like them though.
0: No, but they are a clever design. They are a very clever design. They incorporate his alter ego, um, which for an NFL player is pretty important. Yeah. Um, they're a lot nicer than like the basic Vapor Maxes that they play in or mm. the Vapor, whatever they're called. Um, and I just—they are horrifying. Yeah, they. I just thought I kind of had to put a pair in, but the rest of them are all just like OBJ on the side. Whereas at yeah. least these ones are a bit more creative. Mm. Um, we'll move on swiftly. <laughs> uh, we move on to one of your boys, Cam Newton. Uh, again, Ooh. Cam has a lot of swagger. He has a lot of style. Um, he never wears the same outfit twice during a post-game interview.
1: I mean, you can tell that he's he's really he, he's he's been in the league for what. Nine, ten years. He must be really searching for stuff because the things he wears now, they are absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) Well, I think he
0: only started it in like year four when he found a tailor he really liked. And the tailor was like, oh, I can actually design some cool stuff for you. He was like, okay, I'll give it a go. And he loved it so much. He was like, I want something new every week. He wears a new hat, wears a new scarf, wears a new blazer, whatever. Never wear the same outfit twice. But the clothes do go into... um, the reproduction where they make clothes out of old clothes now oh really So at least they're not going to waste all for a good calls yeah um but yeah so i don't again i guess this must have been on the patriot week where the yep. um nfl players respect all armed forces and military services within their country and around the world obviously the international players and it's actually a really nice design he's he's essentially incorporated the american flag onto his cleat with A little less red. The red is the base. But he's got the 52 stars or 53 stars. I can never remember how many there are. Um, The white toe. 52. I think it's 52. I I don't know. Anyway, it's not our country. God save the queen. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And they're actually really nice. So when I was scouring the internet, I actually found um, a better picture than the one me and Brandon are are, are seeing right now. But it's a really nice little touch.
1: Like, I don't don't really... like I, I'm gonna disagree with you. Really? I like I like the like you say the detail, the 52 stars and everything, and the the calls that it's for. But he looks like a, it looks like a cowboy boot. It's too high for me.
0: Yeah, but he needs the support, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, but I don't care. It just, oh, it just <laughs> looks like it looks too much like a cowboy boot to me. So, what would you prefer? if help? it's like
0: the stars down the left hand side, let's say, and then the red and the white on the inside. And no high hit, no high support. Well I, don't,
1: well, I think, say you take off that whole top bit, like a normal pair of, like I don't know, football boots, Yeah. then it will look cool. The only thing that puts me off is because they're so high, but I guess they have to because, like you say, they need the support. But that just looks like a cowboy boot. <laughs> well, you've kind of
0: ruined it for me, so let's move on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, would you agree with me, though? I, I, do, I, I do see it, but the design kind of over- overwhelmingly takes over that design, for me the,
1: no the design is good it's just the cowboy-esque nature
0: <laughs> for me, for me. Um, we move on to Adam Th- I never know how to pronounce it is it Thielen or Thielen Thielen Thielen, Thielen. Yeah. Adam Thielen uh, obviously the first string wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings um, he has his own foundation for. so this is one that is definitely from my cause my cleats I just love the simplicity of it he's incorporated yeah, like the Vikings really colours I can't, I can never remember what that wreath that they always have means.
1: Well, I think they, they have a few, don't they? So the pink one's for breast ca- um, cancer breast awareness, is not it? Which yeah. they, have, they actually have a full, they have a week for, don't they? Yeah. They have a breast cancer awareness week. Um, it's the green one, I think that's maybe a mental health chari- charity. Oh, it could be. I'm not sure. Um, but I think it may be. Like, but yeah, it's, I I agree with you. It's nice and simple, they look clean. Um. Great colors as well. I know it's the Vikings colors, but they they look really nice. The
0: the mad thing for me, isn't it, is how much like this publication does for these foundations and these charities. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that a man running in lines for three hours can advertise something so strong. Mm. And I think I almost feel that that's where the NFL can be behind. Like you know, there's rules where they have to cover their knees when they play, yeah. and they have to wear color coordinated cleats. I don't I don't think it's worth it. Like when you're seeing stuff like this get produced, like I it's such a good advertisement for charities and mm. it it's kind of annoying. Like they're great cleats. People will buy them still because they're 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 superstars, their role models are wearing them.
1: Yeah. But does it, <sighs> maybe because they only do it like once a year. It means causes more. more awareness. Yeah. Because if you if you're saying they're wearing the same one every week or like the same uh saying like say if Adam Thingler's wearing these every week they're gonna lose that probably that the edge of it and um its uniqueness but if you're having it once or once a year then it's all like based around that week that's true but they just, they just look better though them type of shoe these type of clothes which players are allowed to um wear though I so, like them ones so
0: if this one doesn't win uh for our listeners it's basically a white shoe Purple laces, purple Adidas stripes, and a nice green wreath to
1: advertise. Uh, I'll put it on the Instagram. Oh, I'll yes. put these on the Instagram. Good
0: shout. Um, yes. Next, we move on to Christian Kirk. So, finally, in the NFL greatest, other than Kurt Warner, I can mention a current Cardinals player. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm very happy of this. So, uh, again, this was a My Cleats, uh, My Calls, My Cleats week. Um, yeah. Christian Kirk, who I received for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, Children's Cancer Network. I mean, Firstly, you can't go wrong with support and counsel, Amazing. Love it. But the simplicity again and the, like the background color before the yellow,
1: like the wavy blue, gray, yeah, green is just cool. gorgeous. I just don't know if the yellow goes with it though. God, this just turn into a fashion podcast. <laughs> I'm not sure if the yellow goes with it. Um... I think it does because you've got to think about
0: it. He's wearing white and red or black. Yeah. And I think that would work.
1: Oh, oh yeah, if you, oh, with the kit, try, actually, yeah. I think they probably, from my point of view, they they will probably look better on on, on him, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you say again, the simplicity of it—you can easily see what what he's trying to promote and everything like that. Yeah, for a good cause, obviously. Um, I think he's got like a touchdown the in them the, as well. Yeah, blue you and know. black.
0: I think he did. Anyway, we'll move on nice and quickly because there's not much more to say to that one. Uh, my goat, my lord, my saviour, Larry Fitz. What a legend. I don't think he's coming back this year. It's sad. Hasn't <laughs> been announced, but I don't think it's happening. He is about 60 years old. He is a part of the <laughs> shareholder of the Suns who are doing a bit better than us at the moment. So, yeah, fair play, Larry. Great career. Love you. Um, but Larry is someone who annually represented um, the armed forces in my cleats, my course as well. So he also did, on the military week, he wore these cleats as well as my cleats, my cause. He wanted to raise awareness for, yeah. um, I think, ex-servants who had injuries and stuff. So great calls And again, it's just camo. You
1: just can't go wrong with camo. I really like them ones. So. Yeah. <laughs> Does the I high mean... heel put you off again, mate? No, they're not too high. They're, they're not <laughs> high at all. But and I think at the back, I don't know if that is it, but it looks like there's the the, the NFL flag with the... um yes the ribbon again which is which i think is a nice touch i think you're right um but yeah very very cool we like 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 camo yeah we do
0: you can't go wrong we're boys
1: you cannot go wrong with <laughs> camo. and the um, way he's just looking at it he's like yeah yeah i made a good shoe there i, I like these <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, we move on to my on to the last one and the story behind this i actually love and i think this could be my winner um i didn't purposely leave this best till last I just think with a bit of, you know, uh, marinating over time with my thoughts is that Justin Jefferson, who arguably was runner-up in Rookie of the Year in this past Mm -hmm. season, um, lovely yellow cleats. This isn't my cleats, my cause. This is him being able to personalize them uh, through the Minnesota colors, which is why he's wearing yellow as the main color. Um, Black background with Randy Moss and then Randy Moss's stats on his shoe. Now, you're probably thinking, why has he, he put Randy Moss on his shoe? Why has he put Randy Moss's stats? I am
1: thinking
0: that. You man. are thinking that. Great, Brandon. I'm, I'm glad you are, because that means the listeners are. All right? <laughs> this week, he wore these pleats. He played the Detroit Lions in the Detroit Lions Stadium. I, I think it was quite late on in the season. I think it was week 14, week 15. Mm-hmm. The reason he has Randy Moss on his shoes, listeners and Brandon, is because... That week, he broke all of Randy Moss's um, single season stats as well as his rookie season stats at the Vikings.
1: Wow! So just mocking him, basically. He's
0: not mocking him. He's showing respect, and he's kind of saying uh, he's kind of paying tribute to his predecessor by saying, "Well done," but um, yeah, I'm, I'm here boss. now. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I don't
1: know. Really? I, yeah, I mean, I'm yellow try. is my favourite colour. I do love them. <laughs> and there's the answer why half of these have yellow on them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just don't get... I mean, if I th- I think what would have been good is if he had all them stats on there and it's like what he wants to aspire to. Ah. Oh. So he's working towards that. Not just like, I've beaten them now. I'm going to put you on my shoe. Hmm. And I don't really know. I I never know how I feel about having faces and bodies like on a shoe. If you've got a whole persons standing there, yeah, it reminds me a bit like the um, Odell Beckham Jr. one with the Joker face. But but again, it probably looks better on when you're on on his on his feet in a game. And I guess the yeah, you know, I guess the reasoning. I just feel like it's a bit of a mockery to <laughs> Randy Moss. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, for me, Justin Jefferson does take this week. Um, Sorry, Brandon. That's all right. That's okay. (laughs) My segment. (laughs) I'll whack these
1: on the Instagram. Perfect. Well, let
0: us know. Give us a drop in the comments on the Instagram if you
1: disagree with my decision. I know you won't. um... I know you will. If anyone has the right mind, they're definitely going to (laughs) go for Adam Thielen's. Well,
0: let's move on. Arguably.
1: Uh, Yes, (laughs) let's move on. Let's do my NFL greatest this week. And this week, I've gone from NFL greatest rivalries. Now, a lot of the rivalries span back a few decades, and I obviously couldn't go back, didn't have the time to go back and look at all the key things that have happened, how how this rivalry has come together. So I watched watched a program, um, I took a few notes from that, and a lot of what I'm saying is from what journalists have said. The reason and why this is a great rivalry so number five i've gone from the cowboys versus the 49ers and this rivalry started in 1960 and they played 37 games um one way this rivalry started troy aikman went down one day and the 49 ers fans were cheering they were happy he got injured they were happy he was he was down on the floor they were hoping he was breaking his leg i heard a few people say um and the big thing that is that is a this rival is because they met seven times in the playoff with six of them being in the conference championship game which is obviously big games big stakes mm. uh, so that's that's huge and it's uh, apparently they're, they're this is quoted games to define franchises obviously being in the cam- uh, championship game 1981 championship game uh, it has the famous catch uh, where there's 50 58 seconds left And Joe Montana throws to Dwight Clark to win 28-27 and go to the Super Bowl. You'll recognise the picture. It's the one where he's Mm. in the end zone, um, obviously catching it. And in the 1990s, they played in three straight NFC championships, with on two occasions the Cowboys beating them and going on to win the Super Bowl, which obviously added fuel to the fire, like saying, you've beaten us twice and you've gone on to win it. We want revenge. And then also Terrell Owens, uh, back in the 90s, went to, I think it was, I don't know if it was 18, eight, AT&T Stadiums then, but he was uh, the 49ers wide receiver, I believe, was ru- uh, dancing on the Dallas Cowboys star, much like we saw G-G. the Ravens and the Titans. Um, that's only my number five, We've got plenty more. <laughs> number four is the Ravens versus the Steelers. Uh, this started really in 1996. We've heard they've only played 54 games in this rivalry era. Um, and some journalists are saying it's the hardest-hitting, most bloodthirsty game in the NFL. Um, some of the players saying saying there's no nastier game than this one. And then Ray Lewis, uh, it stems really from Ray Lewis breaking running back's uh, collarbone. Uh, Big Ben broke his nose with a hit uh, for, I think it was Ray Lewis again. And it means something, this one. It's not like the Cowboys and the 49ers or some of the other ones, where they don't really see each other, but the Steelers and the Ca- Steelers and Ravens are in the same division, obviously, so they're meeting each other twice a year. Um, and one of the actual, I think it was the Steelers' uh, PA announcer said the game should be played not in a stadium, but in a dark alley at midnight. So pretty big. And they're both pretty good teams as well, so that's always going always gonna to go far. It's quite intimidating, um, that, isn't it? When your PA is saying,
0: yeah. play it
1: in an alleyway. Yeah, the guy was like 60 years old. So imagine him in the alleyway or being on the PA announcer. Who knows? <laughs> he's got the dust tank. the flat he's above. The, <laughs> he's got the trash can. He's hitting him. It <laughs> ends up being like WWE, WWE with a chair. Yeah. Um, number three, I've gone for the Browns and the Bengals. It started in 1970, 95 games. And there was one reason for this. Paul Brown, like we've mentioned before in previous podcasts, he was the co founder and coach of the Cleveland Browns. And then left and became the founder of the Bengals, which is crazy, I think. And the Bengal Stadium is actually named after him. And the crazy thing is, Paul Brown won seven championships with the Browns, and he goes over to Cincinnati, creates a team, and Cincinnati take all like the the joyous like heritage from him and call the stadium after his name. Um, and it's like they were saying it's there's it's basically a mirror image. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are basically a mirror image of the Cleveland Browns. They're, the Cleveland Browns are in the orange and brown. Uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals are in the orange and black. Mm. They're just they're very similar, and that's why they hate them because they're like, so orange has come over to you, created you, and you're basically us. You are you are basically us. We so won seven championships with him, and the Bengals haven't won anything. Um, but this also what also added fuel to the fire was Bengals coach Sam Weiss. in 1989 when the Bengals were playing the Seahawks. Um, snowballs were thrown at the Seahawks players, and Sam Weiss got angry, went on the PA, n- nicked the microphone off, and said, You don't live in Cleveland, you live in Seat- <laughs> Cincinnati. Ooh. Basically, digging uh, at the Cleveland play- fans and players and city, saying that they're just scumbags, basically. Um, but that doesn't get my number one. Number two, we count it down even further Eagles versus Giants. 19. 19- 35. This originated from 178 games. Um, again, a few a few journalists are saying that. Uh, well, players were saying that they were ready for a fist fight when they turned up. It's obviously a local derby. Um, there's videos of giants in the huddle saying, "I haven't seen a team full of fans or a city who are such assholes." Um, offensive tackle for the Eagles, John Ryan, saying, "If you're going down, put your hands on him and give him a flying elbow." It's just dirty, basically. It's very violent. Um, there was a incident back in the nineteen eighties where Keith Byers of the Giants knocked out Pepper Johnson with a massive hit. Uh, back in the nineteen fifties, Chuck Benedict almost killed uh, a player, uh, and one of the linebackers said that he's it was such a huge hit he literally thought he had died because he stretched off unconscious. Jesus. Uh, but that doesn't get my number one, and this is a bit quite been quite a bit stop start segment on this bit. Um, number one is the Bears versus the Packers uh, started in 1921 over 200 games they've played in it's the oldest rivalry in the NFL it started as the Bears guard John Tarzan Taylor uh, he punched and broke the nose of the Packer tackle Howard Cup Buck and I think their names alone just deserve to make make it number one um, but yeah same division and there's another incident with a guy called Bobby Smith he went to Chicago as a, as a head coach, and the first thing he said is that he wanted to beat Green Bay. That was his first first point of call. Not win the Super Bowl, but his first action was, we need to beat Green Bay. So there you go, Packers and the Bears, you are the greatest rivalry in the NFL. Not as violent, but just the history, basically. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's probably a bit like United-Liverpool, isn't it, over mm. anything else? I mean, couldn't really disagree to be her there. Well, there you All go. Right. There's our NFL greatest this week. We were thinking for our uh, interlude episode, should we say next week, we will do our NFL greatest playoffs. Better come back next week for that.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. It's the segment I dread. It's the segment I enjoy, but it's also the segment I dread. I'm going to embarrass myself. So, before I apologize to my family, my friends, everyone I work with, that I'm really, really bad at this. And we're going to have to carry on until I get at least one. You're going to get it this week. I have faith in you. I, I do hope so, Ben. But I'm going to start. <laughs> Get the ball rolling. Hopefully, Ben can go 0-1 before I take the hit. I just want to beat you in a week. I haven't done that yet. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Believe it or not, Ben, the NFL and the Chicago Bears were named on the same day. Oh, well, I do know that the Bears
0: were the original... one of the original teams in the NFL. But this is where it becomes tricky, because my boys, the Cardinals, were also around then. And not only were they around, they were also Chicago. Mm. So now this is where it becomes tricky. Were there two Chicago teams, or one Chicago team? And then the other thing is, was it the same day? I feel I feel the pressure on this one.
1: Good. I want you to feel pressure.
0: I'm going to go. I believe. Oh, well done. Come on. Oh,
1: Dear me. He's come back. I I must I must be giving you a sign when I'm looking at you on here. I must be showing you something which you know <laughs> Yes, it's definitely a belief. Um yes. It, you, you were right, then. They both changed their name on the twenty fourth of June, nineteen twenty two. Um, the NFL was before called the uh, American Professional Football Association, and the Chicago Bears were called the Chicago Staleys. I don't have any, I don't have any information on the Cardinals, um, but I assume it was yeah, maybe a bit later on than that.
0: I know my stuff.
1: You do know your stuff. What can I say? Do I know my stuff?
0: We're about yeah. to find out. Brandon, believe it or not, (laughs) he's absolutely dreading this. (laughs) I wish I could get a picture of this. A picture would say a thousand words. Brandon, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: number one, believe it or not, quarterback JT O'Sullivan played for 13 different teams in his career, including three teams within one year. And two teams in NFL Europe.
1: Now, I know you're a bit sneaky with these, Ben, because I remember last week it was like <laughs> the Olympic things. And it was like... Summer Olympics. 30, 31, what, 31 players have gone to the Olympics. Yeah. And it was actually 32 or something. So it's just a bit of a piss take. So it's, I think it's going to be the same like this. It's not going to be 13. It's going to be either 12 or 14. J.T. O'Sullivan. quarterback. You say quarterback. Can you do you know what years they were? Can you give me I that? I think it was
0: 2002 to 2012. Oh,
1: okay. And that puts a little bit of the spanner in the works because I was thinking if it was in like the 70s or 80s, I'd probably believe it more. As I don't know players. They wouldn't w- really I'll know give you. I'll, I'll give you another little piece of oh, info. Thank you. Oh, he was a round six I need. pick. He was around six pick. I mean, that is a lot of teams and three teams in one year. I can also see that happen. Um, and he's a quarterback. You know, what? I'm just gonna go with my gut. No, I don't want to say it. I don't want to. I'm gonna believe, Brandon. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: You believed and you got it right. Well done, lad. He's finally believed. Can he get a full house today? Uh, oh
1: my God!
0: Come on! <laughs> wow, thirteen teams. It's true. So that's unreal. Uh, the main stat, obviously, was thirteen teams, and the second one was uh, two. Um, he played three teams in one year, and in that year, one of the teams was an NFL Europe team. Right. And with that NFL Europe team, he didn't just have one stint there; he had two stints, both sandwiched by actual NFL league teams. Oh wow! So. In 2004 and 2007 he went to Frankfurt Galaxy. In 2004 he was at the Saints, then he went to the then he went to the Galaxy in Frankfurt and he went back to the Packers all within 2004. And then here are all 13 of his teams. Saints, Galaxy, Packers, Bears, Vikings, Patriots, Panthers, Lions, 49ers, Bengals, Chargers, Raiders and Rough Riders who were Stuttgart Rough Riders.
1: Oh. So he's basically gone through the ha- half of the NFL. Yes. Actually, no, that's not... That's very bad. That's I, over a third. It's not but a lot. Yeah. A lot of... What's he doing now? No idea. Probably nothing. Maybe he needs to do the Tales of... Tales of O'Sullivan. <laughs> Story. No, that wouldn't even work. Anyway, move on. I want my second one. <laughs> okay. Ben. Brandon. Believe it or not. Only one team... Doesn't have any player numbers retired. Only one team.
0: <sighs> to be fair, I didn't realize the Cardinals had any retired until this year.
1: And you got to remember Jude Bellingham; they retired his number from. That's Bellenum's different team. gravy. And he's like four years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't believe. Yeah, you're right. You shouldn't have believed. So you got them both right. We are too.
0: Full house, baby. Um, it is. It is. I mean,
1: yeah, it's five teams. So I, <laughs> I did a little sneaky one on you there. To be fair, um, yeah, five teams don't. So the Baltimore Ravens, Houston Texans, and Jacksonville Jaguars. God, I'm even saying Jaguars now. I'm like, Jag- we're gonna be Jaguars. <laughs> Jaguars. Um, Jaguars versus <laughs> Miami Dolphins at Tampa Stadium. Oh, hello. Little sneaky. Um, <laughs> um they just don't know the history, they're not they're not old enough. I think the joke uh, Jacksonville are only been around for and Houston not yeah. very long. And um Dallas and the Raiders don't believe in it. Dallas don't. So, yeah.
0: I mean that would make sense because eighty eight has been had by like
1: yeah, three players who would yep. be
0: retired and C D Lamb may be the career who, to be the fourth. So
1: mm. Yeah, I mean that's yeah.
0: fair enough. respect that. Full house again for go. me. I, I think I'm three full houses in
1: three weeks. No, I don't. Come on. What a pre Ben George-El's had. Anyway,
0: can Brandon get his first full house?
1: Oh, my God. This is going to be the greatest night of my life.
0: Well, folks, we already know we're going into week one with, believe it or not, because Brandon can't physically beat me this week. Um, Brandon, believe yep. it or not, oh, no. Christmas yep. of 2004 was when Fox premiered their first NFL showing.
1: Christmas of 2004 is where Fox aired their first premiere. Now, instantly, <laughs> I'm thinking, that is ridiculous. Fox, obviously, were owned by Rupert Murdoch, who owns Sky as well, and they've been around since the 90s. Maybe eighties actually. So it's really late though. Two thousand four is late. But
0: there's CBS, there's NBCs. Yes.
1: it's Christmas as well. I just feel like. I think. Oh, I don't know. God, I wasn't even alive. Well, I was alive then. <laughs> I never had a clue what this sport was it's christmas so it's they know that people are gonna watch so do you release it then that's probably the best time other than maybe thanksgiving and actually i'm just gonna say it you've done one believe i'm gonna say i don't believe it
0: god damn it i knew i should have tried and fooled you even more he's
1: got a full house ladies and gentlemen (laughs) oh he's done it he's done it uh, it is oops, september 4th
0: 1994 sunday prime time they got their first airing i'm not sure who the game was but it was september 4th 1994 first week of the season uh and in, since then since then there's another sneaky one there
1: you <laughs> sle- you little scum i'm a slimy little snake. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah i was thinking christmas is a bit of a weird t- you do it at the start of the season they always yeah play. they always get new channels at the start i thought
0: you had the thought process that i wanted you to have though to try and catch you out but after they aired that every year for the last 27 years continuously now they have had six regionally televised games every week fox for 27 years wait see, wait wait wait.
1: the math doesn't add
0: up september 4th you're... 1994 brandon
1: Oh, 1994. I say saying t- 2004. Yeah,
0: it was Christmas of 2004.
1: Oh, oh my God. And then the that's fact is September oh, 4th, see.
0: 1994.
1: Yep. But, Brandon... I was
0: thinking, yeah. That's beside but, the point. You've
1: got a full house, lad.
0: <laughs>
1: Thank you, Benjamin. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I would I would play a song, but we'd get done for copyright, so uh, <laughs> I'm not going to play it. But, yes, we can, we can go into the bye week happy... We can. We're both full
0: house. Yes! We're 100%. 100%. There's that a is great fact. stuff.
1: That is great stuff. Fantastic. 100%. Can we do hard knocks?
0: We can do hard knocks because there's not really much to talk about, is there? going to be very quick. It's going to be Fort rapid. Center. Basically, it was boring. Um, I mean, it was boring for hard knock standard, which means it's still a good watch. Um, The first five minutes was amazing. Basically, HBO yeah. got a drone and flew it round the whole Ford Center facility it was insane it was so cool uh, i mean it was, it was so there, if it, it, it was choreographed it was very well choreographed cuz it mm. it did look natural yeah but the choreography to get it to that level was
1: top notch it was it was honestly well the, the the footage was fantastic and just of that of that center it's just it's in a different league, mm. and you can see why they're the most valuable sports team in the world because they have something like that. But could,
0: I think. We- I think the Dallas Mavericks train there as well. Oh, really? Yeah, but obviously, they, I guess they didn't have rights because they were doing preseason stuff as well. So yeah, they probably, if they were training, they didn't
1: want the drone to be flying in there. <laughs> it's just, it was unreal. But then, like, yeah, like you say about hard knocks, hard knocks as a gen as a general thing. Usually by this time, I think there's only two episodes left. I think they're only having five. So usually by this time, you already would have seen some players get cut and everything like that. But you haven't seen any of that, anything in the boardroom apart from Jerry Jones. You've seen nothing, really. Like you've had, yeah, I don't know, the Texans one or the first LA Rams one.
0: But I guess the thing is with that, though, isn't it? Is that normally they cut before the fourth game.
1: And oh, yes, do they?
0: yeah, yeah, it's before the fourth game. They kind of cut it down. Because oh, in the fourth, fourth game, game of preseason, yeah. starters yeah. normally get the full half. Mm. And then they give other people a go. They kind of touched on it with Ben DiNucci, Yeah. But I think he won't get cut because they they have three quarterbacks and it's yeah. normal to have three quarterbacks.
1: So that but was a bit was, of uh, a an
0: anti-climax.
1: And I must say, I know it sounds mean, but that, that lady was really annoying in the crowd. She was like screaming. I know her son was playing. Oh, she- Yes. Imagine sitting in front of her. I'd be like, are you being serious? It's like I someone not, was yeah, about to was die, cool. wasn't it? It was like God had sent a, <laughs> a sinful villain down to earth. It was, <laughs> it's just like, I was like, I, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it was like, pre- pretty, pretty bang average again. I
0: think it's time oh. to move on already to be perfectly honest with you. I'm kind of falling asleep just talking about it because the Thornton was the
1: only thing that was fun. Mate, right, pre-season and hard knocks. This year has just been an absolute bore. It's been a drag. It's been a big drag. But we have new segments and it's going to be
0: fun when we hit the regular season. So we're into our final section uh, of today. Uh, Before we go into our our little bye week. Yes. Yeah. That's a way of saying it, isn't it? Um, Top 100. Uh, So this is a thing that happens annually, which I think is really, really, really cool. It's basically... Every NFL player has the right to vote for their top 100 players in their NFL as of that season that has just passed. So the re- the list that has just come out over the last three weeks?
1: Yeah, two, three weeks.
0: Last three weeks was voted uh, on the basis of the 2020 NFL season. Um, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I think
1: um, I haven't actually watched the top 10, but I knew them. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a it's a really really good concept. Um, I be, I was getting I, I spoke to you and I was getting confused of why it's called Top 100 Players of 2021. I was thinking I was thinking before do they put like Trevor Lawrence in? It's of 2021, but it's actually of 2020, which I think is a stupid way of calling it. But mm. we move on from that. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really cool concept. I think they should do something similar like that in the Premier League or in English football or in the world in the world football. Um, but yeah, it's 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 great fun. But I do have there is there are slight problems with it. I think because so I I was speaking to you about this, and I was like, do players say on like a sideline? Do they say, oh, I'm going to vote for you? I think they shouldn't be allowed to vote for their own teammates because I think that's where it's because you know them the most and you know how they play. Yeah, but so, if
0: you if you're playing with like Josh Allen week in week out, why wouldn't you? Yeah, but I think it's unfair then, isn't it? no i don't think so i think it's like if if they're part of nflpa then i think it's probably something written in that contract
1: yeah that's true actually but oh well
0: go on speak to us your thoughts ben so me and brandon decided what what would be a nice way of talking about this so what we what we decided to do is we're going to go through all the rookies any standouts and finally the top 10 yep it includes absolutely everybody who played a snap in the league um. obviously then they're averaged out and we get our top 100 and where better to start than the first rookie who landed himself at 100 james robinson undrafted in 2020 and he became the starting running back for the jacksonville jags and what a <laughs> season he had 1414 rushing yards 69 first downs and 10 touchdowns in a in a what was their record? One and fifteen.
1: Yeah, it was Yeah, it was ridiculous, it wasn't it? Stupid. Like,
0: what a season. You're an undrafted rookie, no yeah. one's expecting anything from you. You put up those numbers and then you're voted as the hundredth best player in the league. Wow. Yeah.
1: And out of like, what is it, two point two thousand players that actually end up yeah. taking a snap, been top one hundred is a proper and been undrafted as well, it's huge he's gonna he's gonna carry carry that on next year isn't he It's absolutely all, all huge
0: traffic. um i thought it was huge i think i think it's class i think game recognizes game and you can really yeah. see that within this within this yeah, absolutely yeah um yeah. moving on to our next rookie uh 89 tristan worth obviously he was an o-lineman for tom brady at the mm-hmm. tampa bay buccaneers first round pick super bowl winner there's not beast. really there's sorry he's a beast he tank absolute machine <laughs> <Is> um <it? laughs> there aren't really stats on o-linemen because you can only judge how often they get beaten and even then i don't think that was many times to tristan worths he guided the goat he got the team to the super bowl yeah uh won the super bowl guarded tom blade tom brady's blind side fair play again yeah. i you know game recognizes game there were some very good o-linemen in that top 100 and he's been planted straight up there. Um, yeah. Fully deserved. Fully deserved. Massively deserved. Have you got anyone before number 66 who will stand out for you? Uh, No. Perfect. No, Leads me on nicely. Oh, stand out. Does it have to be rookies? No. If, it, if, um, if as I'm going in order from one. Okay, yeah, I do.
1: I do. Sorry, I do. Um, Tannehill Hill, 83. Way too low. With really? How well we did with, the t- with how well we did with the Titans last year. Had a career high thirty three touchdowns, um, and also Baker Mayfield not making the top seventy. That's really I do agree well. on that. He almost beat the, he almost beat Patrick Mahomes, but they're they're mainly only, only two things from me. I just think them two quarterbacks a bit too low.
0: The thing with Baker is, I reckon he hasn't done it consistently enough yet for a lot of the NFL players. That was like
1: um, I don't know if you're going to get onto to Kyler Murray, but I, I I'm saw not. A bit no. about, I saw about a bit like saying he's he he would have been higher if he was more consistent, but it was just. Just a bit too. This year, baby. This, this year. year, indeed. Let's hope. Let's <laughs> um, hope your case. But
0: sixty-six. We we don't go. We don't go to Kyler Murray. We go to a Cardinals player though. JJ Watt. And I kind of say this, biting my tongue. Um, does he deserve to be that high? He had five sacks in an injured season. That was his only standout stat. Mm. He was in a I very think... poor,
1: losing Texan side. Yeah. I mean, what is it? I think um, uh, Sean Watson's in the top twenty. Yeah, I know he had, I know he had high passing yards, but yeah, JJ. What well, I don't understand the uh, players who get injured really early on. The further we go down, I'll let you know about one. But
0: yeah, JJ, hmm. I was just very surprised by like, I get it's JJ Watt and he has a legacy and he's one of the best defensive players ever. Yeah, but he did not have a top one hundred season in my opinion. No, like, I, I, I'd, I'd agree. This year, I hope he does. This year, of course I hope he does. <laughs> but
1: last year, nah, not for me. I think that's why people voting though, because of that. Because it's JJ Watt. Yeah, Because exactly. he's the best defensive player in the last 10 years.
0: Exactly. I couldn't but agree gotta more. be in there. <laughs> uh, we're staying in the 60s. Uh, another rookie, Chase Young. Uh, Stupid. Should have been top 50. Should have been top 25, in my opinion. There yeah. is actually someone uh, we're going to come on to in the, in the top 25 who I don't believe should have been there, and Chase Young should have been. Yeah. Um, 7.5 know, sacks, 10 tackles for loss, 44 tackles, one touchdown. And I couldn't be bothered to do all the other statistics um,
1: because there were so many. He is a future number one on this list. Yeah, he's he's defensive rookie of the year and you can't even make the top 60. That doesn't make sense. Because you've got MVP, you've got offensive rookie, defensive rookie, offensive player, defensive player. They're, they're meant to be like the five best players in there category mm. and he can't make the top six i think that's i think that's just ridiculous He's the way a he changed the, the way he changed the washington football team what yeah. they
0: top five defense not not just defense the confidence he gave them on the offense
1: and they almost beat like like we mentioned they almost beat brady right. yeah. in the wildcard band or whatever it was yeah yeah silly move stupid isn't it um mm-hmm. anyone between
0: 61 and 56 brandon
1: uh 56 justin herbert yes on the same the same reasoning. Best rookie QB o- e season rookie ever. Year. <laughs> so, why are you so low down? Doesn't make sense. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Same Same as Chase Young. Yeah. Well, I mean, too low. Both of them.
0: Again, both future number ones, possibly. Yeah. Uh, number yeah, 53, another rookie, Justin Jefferson. This stat is insane. Go on. He had 23 20 plus yard receives. In like one. In one, one season. Run. He had Jeez. twenty-three separate catches where he yeah. received the ball over twenty yards.
1: That's a pretty good going.
0: He had fourteen hundred yards. And obviously his gritty dance is huge now in the league.
1: Yeah.
0: Higher. Too low. Higher. Higher. For me. Lies in. He, he he's too to high, high he needs to be one. lower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah he needs to be near one. The... <laughs> Numbers aren't great for us on this show. Uh <laughs> Now I've got another another standout. Go on. George Kittle. Yes. Injury riddled year. Mm -hmm. He played six games and he's in the top fifty. Not only yeah, top fifty.
1: Yeah. Doesn't make sense. It's it's silly. Christian McCaffrey at twenty at fifty four played three games. He's lower than Mike Evans. Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, Chris Young. He played three games, and he's in the top fifty. He's better than the offense and defensive rookies of the year. And you played three games. Scandalous. I want to recount. <laughs> yeah. Same with that. It's like the injured players, like George Kittle. Yeah. How can you put someone in the top 50, top one hundred, and he's... It's like the, it's like the Drew Brees stuff. Players who retired like, at the end of the season can't be included. Mm. Drew Brees was meant to be 73, but because he's retired, he's not included. But he retired after the season, mm. so he's in the top... He's he's the top... Mm, he played in the 2020 se- Should we move on, yeah. Brandon? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it.
0: Uh, Sorry, anything man, between we'll 50 on. and 24? Uh, no. 24. Lamar Jackson, MVP from two years ago. No, Lost. from the year before this yeah. vote was based on. Dropped 23 places and in my opinion should have been a hell of a lot more. Yes. Wow, his, that's a bold statement. His stats were good, right? 2,757 passing yards, 1,005 rushing yards, 33 touchdowns. Didn't, like this, I took this directly off the NFL website. Yeah, Didn't touch his 2019 numbers. Wasn't close. Have we seen
1: the best of Lamar already? I think it's a tricky one to call. I don't know. I I hope not, cuz I do like the guy. I think he's class. So do I. But he's gonna he needs more help. He really needs more
0: help. But th- this here right is Lamar's top 25. I personally would say Herbert had a better year than him.
1: I would I say agree. Chase
0: Young had a better year than him. I'd agree. I would say Justin Jefferson had a better year than him.
1: I agree. I agree. I think it's because it's quarterback though. Yeah, it's different positions, so they can't. It's yeah, it's different. Um, but I yeah, I I think he is. I think he's how, top, how top, like... low do you put him though? How how low? Do you put him? I wouldn't go past 30. thirty. I wouldn't go. Past oh, you wouldn't 30. go past thirty. No, but
0: there's three players there who deserve to be above him. Hmm
1: and At because least. it's Lamar and he was an MVP the year before he's in 24 yeah yeah and it's because he's quarterback of a team that got to Playoff. got in the playoffs so just yeah
0: <laughs> anyway 22 now this is a man who I loved they they asked him where should you where do you think you belong on the list and he went that's not for me to decide I'll let others mm-hmm. put me there humble yeah humble but cocky like if you hear him talk about catching a ball he's the most obnoxious person in the world But when you hear about other people and talking about himself, he doesn't care. He doesn't want to hear it. He wants to just Mm. be told. DK Metcalf. I was pissed because the Cardinals could have taken him twice and we didn't.
1: You got D-Hop though.
0: Yeah, we do now. But imagine D-Hop and DK.
1: You got D-Hop and... Christian Kirk and AJ Green. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'll give you that. Possibly Larry as well. We'll see. (laughs)
0: Um, DK, 83 receptions, 1,303 yards and 10 touchdowns. I've put another future number one question mark. Yeah. Maybe in the wide receiver category. Hmm. Like I think in the wide receiver category. Yeah.
1: I mean, how many how many catches did he have? Eighty three. Yeah. Ten touchdowns. I mean, it's not. I don't know if that's a good record compared to other. That's the, a wide touchdown receives, every so does... eight receptions. It doesn't stand out to me though. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe then. What is it? Thirteen hundred yards. Yeah. And a
0: touchdown essentially every eight receptions.
1: Mm. I don't know. I need to see the other wide receiver. <laughs> that could be the reason why, because you've got the likes of D. Hop further up and Stephon Diggs. Yeah, exactly. so Adams. I'm not sure what yeah. it is. But yeah, I I agree. I think he is definitely probably going to be one day the a future um, number one wide receiver at least. Mm. Definitely, I agree. Uh, Right, I've got one more at number
0: 11 before we crack into the top 10. Have you got any others? Uh, No, but I know who you're going to say at number 11. Stefan Diggs, should be top 10. Full drop. Yep. Silly. With that, we go into our number 10. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Should we do alternate? Go on then. Number 10. Stefan Diggs' little buddy, Josh Allen. Completely agree. I think he's a top 10 QB. I think... Top 10 QB, sorry. Of course he's a top 10 QB. He's a I top think he 10 player. he should be player. higher than
1: 10. He should be higher than 10. I think he should be uh, higher than 10.
0: Personally, I think he should be with Brady. Based on his individual season, I think he should be switched with Brady. <laughs>
1: you're going to make me angry. That's my boy you're talking about. Um, individual like... season, come on. No, yeah. He was in the race for MVP, battle, wasn't he? Yeah. Him. So, I think I do think ten is too low for him,
0: which is mad.
1: Yes. Because
0: we're talking about like point 0.1% of players in the league, mm. and we're saying he's too
1: high, <laughs> too low. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to. He needs to be higher. Um. I'll do number nine. I actually think that apart from maybe Josh Allen, at number ten, and Stefan Diggs at number eleven. I don't know how you, get, but I think the top ten are actually probably what I'd say. Yeah, I would it, agree. I think they're really fair. But TJ Watt at nine Steelers had a great defense last year, um, up until the final what five games, and they mm. lost all of them. But yeah, he's actually he's an absolute beast of a man, TJ Watt. Um,
0: I do feel sorry for him because what AD got defensive player of the year again last year, right? Yeah. <laughs> TJ does deserve a defensive player of the year. Award. Hmm. But with Aaron with Aaron Donald, you just You can't really do much. No, and now Chase is. Young coming through and both both the brothers looking good again and looking strong again. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Defences this year, man. <laughs> Stupid. Danger zone. Uh Who's number eight then? Number eight. Oh this has fallen nicely, hasn't it? <laughs> oh my man, my hero, my future goat, DeAndre Hopkins. Mm. I think it's fully deserved, and I think to sum it up, that catch against the Bills, yeah, I I, th- I think that shows why he's top ten. Having four players, three players on him, four players within his zone for coverage, Yep. goes up, catches that ball with no time left on the clock, under yep. immense pressure,
1: and he's also you. It shows how good he is because yeah. out of that top ten, he's the only player which never got into the playoffs last year. That's mad. I, I didn't even know You were your Cardinals that. Ben You didn't get I'm to the playoffs remember I'm
0: like I can't say I can't say anything it. to you Because you're gonna I've got six Super Bowls So <laughs> There's no point
1: In even Coming back Because well, It's irrelevant We're like a We're currently like a I'd say a Leeds You're like On Liverpool the When they went through Those ten years Where they constantly Finished seventh Basically And you're like <laughs> a Leicester You're rising through Rising through the depths To become a great team I'd hope so um but yeah definitely deserve top 10 and it shows how how good he is being mm. the only player in there who didn't make the playoffs number seven tom brady should be number one in my eyes um he has to be number one he won the super bowl mate no he left- no aaron Rodgers should be number one he's mvp yeah but you want yeah okay <laughs> he should be number two then brady <laughs>
0: No, Do you, well, I, I'm sorry. The yeah, Buccaneers, should, you, the Buccaneers won that Super Bowl on their defense. I'm sorry, they did. Yeah, but we all know defense win championships, Ben, but you need to also score points. He had the best receiving core in the league by a fucking country mile. Uh, arguably not. Uh, sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: arguably not. No. Yeah, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin,
1: mate. And Antonio Brown. And Leonard Fournette. And Ronald Jones. Right. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, they were nobodies before last season. (laughs) You are joking, right? They did nothing. They were two all-pros the year before. They did nothing. (laughs) They didn't do very well, though, did they?
0: Because they had James Winston, who threw the equivalent amount of picks.
1: Still... Still 330 thirty touchdowns. No,
0: right. You're not getting out of this. We're moving on. I'm not letting you carry on this conversation. Tan Hill through
1: thre- thirty-three, and he's in the top one hundred. Devonte Adams number six. Brady should be number two. <laughs> um, yeah. Devonte Adams number six. Go on then. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Standard. Yeah. The only person that Rodgers can throw to. Um, Travis Kelsey number five. Standard. The only person that Mahomes can throw to. But I, I, um, I, w- I would say he's the 10th player
0: in that top 10 for me i think he deserves the top 10 but i think he needs to be number 10 for me i don't see Um, how he beats devontae adams the oh actually he may no i'll give i'll give him credit last year he did beat out d hop
1: i'll give him credit yeah there are a lot of these are based on well kind of like stats Mm. we don't know the inside stats of how well like did he get top receiving yards for a tight end or something who knows but yeah, he's yeah, well, not much you can say about him. No, what about you, you did number four.
0: Number four, Derek Henry, King Henry. I don't know, it's weird. Last year, I felt like we didn't hear much about him because the year before was so good that yeah. he was still a beast, but no one
1: really heard about him because it was expected. I think he's a bit too high. I'd drop him maybe one or two places. Yeah, and move things around. Yeah, but he did get. He was the Russian leader last year, so yeah, very true. Like, that is the reason why. Um, number three Aaron Rodgers We've already Spoken about him If you're MVP You should be Number one Number two uh, Definitely number two <coughs> um, But yeah <laughs> <coughs> he, d- he had He had an okay season <laughs> Okay yeah It was fairly average He had one receiver He did lose to Brady He had one receiver but um, he, he lost to Brady
0: In the championship game He had one receiver Brady had an artillery
1: Hashtag Brady for one <laughs>
0: Who's number two, Ben? <laughs> Aaron Donald, Defensive Player of the Year, and this makes so much sense. I think mm-hmm. I think, if you're MVP or Offensive Player of the Year, you should be number one. And if you're Defensive Player of the Year, you should be number two. I just think that's kind of goes about saying, in a sense. Like,
1: Yeah. They I should know. be the top three. Yeah.
0: I mean, the order is a bit weird because defense is always seen as a number two. But as you know, on the Division B co- podcast, Division wins your championships. So AD should really be division number one. Division wins your
1: championships? defense wins championships. What did I say? AD division. Wins. What did I say? Division. <laughs> you said on the Division B podcast we always say division wins championships. <laughs> God. Defense wins championships. yeah, um, yeah
0: I I yeah, bet he's definitely the best defensive player in the league. There's no yeah. two ways about that. This year could be interesting though if Chase Young looks good again. Mm. and we see some more consistency from the younger lads, it could be really really interesting. Um uh, but yeah, but who's number one,
1: Brandon? Give us the number one. We'll do it together, Ben. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. There you go. Yeah. Um, I mean, he did have a great season. Especially I mean, like after coming back from the concussion and then, and then winning and things like that. Like
0: I know his Super Bowl, in terms of numbers, didn't look great. But he if there's anything Brady. to sum up how good he was, yeah, it's that, it's that ball where he's basically levitating. And he yep. side armed it and it flew beautifully. Mm. And it's just a shame, McCall Hardman was being an absolute idiot because it would have been a, the player of the year, in my opinion. Like, I don't, Ahead of. Oh, ahead of oh, no, Murray. no, not the Hell Murray. Um, <laughs> second player of the year, in my opinion. But to be fair, like, if we're, if we're taking Rogers away from number one, I think Mahomes is the worthy number one this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. All jokes aside, he is... He is just... He's a magician. You love to watch him. He's like a Messi. You love to watch him play because you don't know what he's going to do. No. And everything he does is usually spectacular.
0: I'm just trying to find... The Chiefs have the Browns on opening day. Oh, that
1: is a good one. Yeah. Then the Ravens, then the Chargers. That is full of quarterback finesses.
0: That. But- they can, you oh, know
1: what? God. They could have a really, they got a really tricky start. Yeah. They could end up going into week five at I don't know two and two, one and th- one and three. Who knows? One and
0: one and three definitely they'll be the Eagles. But then they got the Bills, then Washington, then the Titans.
1: <laughs> they've got a diffi- difficult oh. schedule this year. Yeah, but they're probably going in
0: balls the size of Easter eggs. Like, yeah, we've yeah, taking this anyway. We
1: get on to our final segment, Brandon. Yes. It's back for another week. The Tales of Tebow. You love doing that way too much. Oh, it's so fun. Ben. <laughs> it's so fun. And the listeners love it as well. I've been sent. I've been sent emails and everything. Um, Tales of Tebow, Tebow back. Uh, he hasn't really done much again. He's just, he's just sitting around chilling. But he has partnered with Clean Juice. This is not a sponsor. This is a Hashtag ad. (laughs) (laughs) And he'll be on their first ever national televised adverts. Um, And he said in this press release, he said, I'm very excited to be partnering with Clean Juice and to offer something that is truly clean and healthy. The biggest thing about Clean Juice over everything else is that you can trust the product and the brand. um, And not like... The Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer. He didn't say that, but I think that because you cannot trust that product and that brand. They said they're going to give you a, going to give you a shot. You play him in two games and you cut him. Give him a break. Yeah, thank what you, I'm Clean at. Juice, for actually giving me a job. <laughs> but yeah, that was the tales of Tebow. <laughs> well done, Ben. <laughs> well, that's it,
0: folks. That's. That's the Division B podcast preseason wrapped up. Um, <laughs> yes. It's been a drag. It's been a drag. I'm not going to deny it. We've we've hit some lows. We fumbled. But it has last also week. been fun. It has been fun. We ha- it has been fun. Um, we decided next week we won't leave you listeners with nothing. We'll give you a little um, little tease next week, won't we, into our plans for the 2021 NFL
1: season. We do. We have obviously, like Ben mentions, something very special for our final NFL greatest, and also two other things. One, one thing being what we're going to do going forward for next season, and also the other one being, just got, just got something, something to tell you, what we're going to be doing one, one sunny Sunday afternoon in North London. It's very true. I'm gonna be knackered, I've just realised.
0: Anyway, that's not really for the podcast. Um Thank you for listening and sticking with us these last six weeks. We've done six weeks already. Jesus. It's mental.
1: We've got at least eighteen to go. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. I cannot wait to be on a Sunday and like properly watch stuff and come on to see you and be like we're here. Because remember, we started this podcast after the season had finished. We haven't had a season yet. That's actually true. We haven't actually had a season. That's very true. I cannot wait, Ben. I'm so excited. I hope you're
0: excited. I know we're excited. We'll see you after our bye week.